Welcome to episode 84 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Saturday. It's not Saturday, people. It's Sunday. Um, We've done it again. It's Sunday. uh, Sunday, the 23rd of February, 2000. 2020. And uh, we are late again, people. Uh, It's been a busy, 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 busy weekend uh, with, with one thing or another. Um, I know, like people have messaged me today. Hey, it's a podcast coming out. It is. It's here right now, people. It's um, it's Sunday night. Uh, it is uh, seven minutes, seven minutes to ten at night. Um, this is just sneaking in again, people. Uh, with the twenty-four hour rule that we have we have had to adopt. Um, uh, with this podcast. Um, but uh, yeah. We're getting it. Hey, we're all busy people, aren't we? I imagine you had a busy weekend. I hope you had a good weekend. Been dragged around Ikea. Something like that, have you? Yeah? Trying to fake interest in shit you don't really need. But it might bring some sort of joy into your life, yeah? Maybe maybe, maybe you've been out on the piss. Maybe you're a youngster. Been out on the piss drinking all day. Who knows? Um... Whatever you've been up to, uh, I hope you've had a good weekend. Uh, for me, it's been fairly busy. Um, I have um, been gigging uh, uh, Friday, Saturday night, and then I have my Leicester show uh, at the Leicester Comedy Festival, Europe's second biggest comedy festival. I imagine Edinburgh is the first biggest one. That's how they pitch it at Leicester every year. We are the second biggest comedy festival in Europe. Um, it was fucking freezing up there as well, waiting outside the venue. And, um, also I am sitting here at Briggs Towers right now with talking about freezing my balls off. I am literally doing that right now. I know this is an image you don't need out there, people, but I am sitting here with a fucking ice pack on my balls, on my balls, on his balls. Uh, yeah, on my balls, um, just to try and take the pain away from, I know, I know, it's the hernia, people, it's back, uh, it's back with the pain today, so, um, uh, which seems to manifest itself within my testicular region, um, I don't know why that is, uh, it's a thing that happens, uh, I've read about it online. There is major discussions about testicular issues with uh, herniatic. I don't even know if that's a word uh, with uh, with hernias. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's an image for you there, people sitting here, ice pack on balls, just chilling them out nicely. All the little uh, all the little swimmers in there just having a bit of a chill, chill out day. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's been fairly busy weekend uh, this weekend. Uh, I've been in Hull uh, Friday and Saturday night. Things uh, I was going to stay over, um, but um, I had to be back and and do a few bits. So um, I've driven up there and back, up there and back. Uh, last night was quite nice. I got back quite early, but like fucking... Uh, the day before, Saturday morning, I got back late, um, which was a bit of a fucking nightmare. The club itself, though, Whole Comedy Lounge, is a fucking belter. Oh, it's a nice club there. Treat you nice, nice little green room, sort you out with a little drink when you go in there. Can't do enough 
for you people. Uh, Friday's was um, a little bit quieter than Saturday. It was still busy, but um, Saturday was like sold out, I think. Um, Friday was not quite sold out, but it was like fun. There was, uh, you always get it, people, on a Friday. I don't know what it is about a Friday at gigs and people just go fucking mental. There's certain people who just leave off work and then just get fucking lashed. There was a couple sitting right at the front who were absolutely fucking wasted. Um, to the point of, um, not the guy was quite chatty at the start and then did that sleepy haze that people fall into with alcohol and um, was just nodding his head and laughing with his eyes closed. Um, his missus was fucking annoying. Um, kept chipping in and stuff when I was on. Uh, for the first act, they were all right. And uh, um, it's kind of sort of like quite nice, those sort of clubs when you're doing like a weekend club like that, because like you're on with the same people um, on Friday and Saturday night. So you can have a little bit of a chat like about the night before and stuff and um, and see what happened because the other guys were staying over. And um, so I caught up on all the goss uh, on Saturday night after what happened on Friday. Apparently this uh, drunk couple, she was fucking annoying. She kept chipping in and shit like that. Apparently they'd met at the fair. That's what you do, isn't it? No Tinder for these people. You just... Connect eyes across the fucking dodgems. Um, the bumper cars, dodgems, bumper cars, whatever they're called. That's the whole, that's not the whole idea, is it? You know, you go on those uh, bumper cars, the dodgems, and they say, oh, no bumping into it. That's the whole idea, isn't it? For those things to hit, smash each other head on so you can have like a car crash in a controlled environment but you've all got to go round like in the same way now. This is what I discovered the last time I uh, I went to a fair type thing with uh, Dodgems uh, or bumper cars. Um, the idea is not to smack into each other. It's just to drive around in a circle, which is fucking ridiculous. Everybody knows what they're doing. You can't get told off for that. Anyway, these people met at a fun fair, so you can imagine the sort of people they were. Um, you know... They're working class people. There is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. I class myself in amongst that status. Um, I am a, uh, my trade is, my trade's with a pen, man. It's with a pen. It's uh, a bit wanky, isn't it? Um, yeah, so uh, she kept piping up a little bit. And uh, in the end, I had to address the issue because it's not, it's when people are being disruptive, particularly right at the front, and it's not that they were doing anything that bad. It was the fact that other audience members were looking over at them when they were talking or chatting, and you start losing the fucking crowd, so you have to address the issue. I let it go a couple of times, and then I had to address the fucking issue. <laughs> um, and I was a little bit cunty, but uh, there you go. Uh, these things happen. I think she, she, they, they said about. I was like, oh, you're the, you're the couple who met at the fun fair, are you? You met her at the fun fair, did you, mate? I'd have gone for the fucking goldfish instead. <laughs> at least you can fucking flush those and get rid of them when they're fucking annoying. You're stuck with that. 
or a big fluffy teddy bear or something. You can throw that away. Uh, yeah, so um, so I had to deal with that shit. I went a bit off script, uh, but managed to get it back on track. And the Friday night was nice. Um, the Saturday night was even nicer. Um, it was just a fucking really nice up for it sort of crowd. Um, quite a few couples in there, quite a few groups as well. So like, I had a nice diversity to it. Um, not ethnically, obviously, it's fucking hell. <laughs> it was white central. Fuck me, Jesus. Uh, I've never been in a comedy club that sold out and uh, it was just all white people. Um, but it was fucking the journey up there. Jesus Christ, whatever storm we're on now, who knows what storm we are on. It's summit beginning with E, F, G, something like that. Then the next ones, unless this, this is the tail end of Storm Dennis. Fuck me. The old blue bullet was all over the place on the road, getting blown all over the place. It was shivering, people shivering um but yeah uh going across that bridge up there fucking hell i had my foot down to about 60 foot down to the floor and i was doing 60 tops going downhill um and the old blue bullet can do more than that people i ain't gonna lie to you it's just it's a nippy little fucker when it wants to be um yeah so um friday saturday that was really nice um just having like the time just to fuck around a little bit. I had to sit down because obviously I know the hernia situation, which is always a bit weird. It just makes you think as though you're going out to sing a fucking ballad. You know, when like acts like uh, take that or boy bands, you know, suddenly they do all the fucking dance routines and then some lackey brings out like four stalls for them. And you think, oh, here we go. Here's a ballad. That's coming up. Yeah, it feels a little bit like that, um, sitting on a stool. You're not as animated. You have to work a little bit harder, um, to be perfectly honest, because you're not, you're just sitting there, you know, like to keep people's attention. You have to, um, you have to work a little bit harder, be a bit more animated as you're sitting down. A few more inflections in there just to try and, you know, coax some sort of interest out of people rather than fucking flouncing around the stage like some sort of, I don't know, some sort of Liberace. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all it's a bit of a, a bit of an odd dynamic uh, doing that, and it feels a bit awkward. But I've sort of like relaxed into it a little bit now. Um, not that I'm going to be sitting on a stool, a la um, Dave Allen, um, but uh, I quite like it now. To be honest, it kind of draws people in as well, which is what I quite like about it. Um, rather than sort of like being because of the way I look, like with a skinhead. Um, it's not a political haircut, by the way. Just, <laughs> just to make that point, um, because of the way I look, it can be a bit like fucking aggressive if people are up close and shit like that. Because of the stuff you're talking about. And um, sitting back seems to sort of like draw people in a little bit more. It's fucking harder starting off like that. I ain't going to lie. It is a little bit harder. They're a little bit like, mm, I'm not sure about this sit down guy. I like the guy standing up who was on before. What about this sit down guy? I'm I'm unsure. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm getting used to it. And I'm actually quite liking it, the intimacy of it. And um 
yeah, so I was sitting down all weekend. Uh, and then um, uh, I've done my Leicester show as well this weekend, which uh, was fucking lovely, to be honest, for a show that was highly underprepared. Um, get in there and the venue wasn't open, freezing my fucking nuts, freezing my fucking painful, painful nuts off um, before it and then wondering it's always a bit weird doing a Leicester show let's have a little bit of tea hang on it's always a little bit weird because I do a free show and um I never know how many um people are going to turn up I don't know why other people know if their show is sold out or not sold out or whatever I have no idea how to fucking find out how many tickets have been reserved and and with a free show as well, obviously nobody's got an investment in it. So you don't know whether people are going to be just like reserve a ticket and not fucking show up depending on the weather. Um, you don't know whether, you know, those tickets have been reserved for real. Like I think one year or something, some fucking asshole was going around reserving all the free tickets and just not, bothering to turn up some that is a resentful stand-up that is that's some sort of resentful stand-up who hasn't got an hour's show who's just going around reserving tickets um for other people's shows so people can't go i mean it's a fucking horrible thing to do but it's fucking funny it wasn't me by the way just to clarify (laughs) i know you're thinking oh resentful stand-up ben sounds a little bit like you um so uh yeah so that was really nice uh um for a show that was unprepared and for doing um new material straight off the bat uh because i thought the other stuff might sort of work some stuff that's a little bit older didn't there was about a five minute bit that didn't go as great as i wanted it to it got laughs and shit but it wasn't as great as i wanted to but they were kind of like an older audience um, that's what I'm pulling now, people. There was a few of the Slipknotters in. Um, that's what I call them. The old, uh, the old Downloadians, uh, the Download Festival lot, um, who would, not that um, uh, they ever saw my performance at Download, but um, I uh, I call them the Downloadians because they're, the, you know, like the fucking heavy, fucking heavy metal lot. Um, the cool kids, innit? It's the cool kids. I had a few of the cool kids in. Um, the devil thing, the hand. Like, I fucking love those people because they're pretty much, um, uh, you can say what you fucking like and they're not going to judge you for it. And they'll just, you know, sometimes the darker the better with those sort of people. They've got a fucking, you know, dark sort of sense of humour. Um, it's the heavy metal lot, isn't it? Heavy metal. I'm sorry if I'm describing you from this. Like, I, I'm talking literally to the people who said they signed up to the podcast. Uh, those guys, the cool kids who were there. Um, I had the older crowd. There must have been some, some of the crowd must have been 60s, I think. And there was a few youngsters in, and then mainly sort of like middle-aged. That's, that's the audience I'm pulling now in the afternoon uh in uh at the Leicester festival it's very odd 
I said today, it's very odd. It was a very odd juxtaposition of uh, gigs I've done this weekend from doing late night piss heads in Hull, um, you know, like, and being fucking brutal with a few of them to, you know, doing coffee drinking, mainly middle class comedy lovers in fucking Leicester, um, like a few hours later. And, um, yeah, it was very odd. It's a, it's an odd mindset. So you have to, t- and because I'm sitting down, because it's sort of like the afternoon and that, you have to, you know, you're not being as brutal and as harsh as you w- usually would, but you're tr- still trying to sell your material. Not that you're changing at all, you know what I mean? It's just a different fucking vibe of gig. I think if I'd have gone out all guns blazing at my Leicester show, you fucking just alienate people. So you have to just, like, take it, pace it as well. That's a different thing for doing an hour. And it was exactly an hour that I did. You pace it differently. Um, There's little bits that go up and down. You know, like, you have little breaks. You have a little sip of water. Probably too much. Probably too much water. Being as I need, I was fucking dying for a piss on the way home. Um, Should have gone before you went, Ben. Uh, I did. And then 15 minutes into my journey, I was fucking dying again. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's very different doing an hour show to doing a 20 minutes like in a club and that. Obviously, it's three times longer, but like you pace it a little bit differently. And because it was a bit of a mishmash of material today, hopping from one subject to the next, um, you got to try and find links in there and some certain lines won't go and then you have to comment on that and then you dr- bring the audience back in. You feel more responsible doing an hour show for the audiences. If they've specifically come to see you, you feel more responsible for their enjoyment than you normally do on a 20-minute set. I know. <laughs> I know, people. I ought to feel responsible for um for my audience uh any audience sees enjoyment that I'm uh, that I'm playing to I know I should but sometimes you just like that give a fuck don't give a fuck fucking attitude is just like there it's just like oh fucking hell let's let's fucking bang this out for these fucking dicks but when somebody um actually comes to see you specifically and whether that's just like filling time for the next gig or, um, you know, they've actually like picked you out of the brochure and gone, right, I'm going to see this guy. Um, it's uh, it, there is a certain amount of responsibility that's in the back of your head. You, you've still got the freedom um, to talk about what you want, but you're very aware if people are enjoying it or not enjoying it. And um but in a way, that kind of loosens you up because it makes you a little bit looser with the audience and you chat a little bit more to the audience or reference things or, you know, like just poke fun at them a little bit and just have a little dig at them and stuff and, you know, and try and keep it a little bit more light and uh, um, and try and be a little bit maybe more fucking likeable, especially... You know, it's different if you're doing a big, big club. Like if you've, you're doing a sold-out show at a 250-seater or something, it's going to be different because people are a lot more anonymous within that audience. 
But when you're doing a room like uh, the cookie in Leicester that's downstairs, it's a cellar, it's quite an intimate sort of like space. So you can see most of the audience. It's dark in there, but you can still see sort of like the faces of the audience and that. And it's a lot more intimate. So you feel like the audience are a lot less anonymous to you. You know, like you're not just you're making proper eye contact and referencing things to people. And um, it's it's a very different dynamic. You're more aware of trying to make their experience a good one, as well as yours, and as well as getting your material out the way you want to get it out and the way you are on stage. But certain things uh, you, you will reference... Um, um, which is an interesting, which is an interesting situation to go in, uh, to be in. But it's uh, it's it, it was it was nice. It was fun. The audience were really lovely. Uh, they were really appreciative. I got a nice little bucket at the end, which was which was really sweet. And I I felt a bit bad about the bucket because um, I always feel a bit weird about doing the bucket speech because you get everybody saying, oh well, it costs a certain amount to. Um, to uh put on the show which it does but it's all paid for beforehand isn't it you know and um i always feel a bit fucking weird about doing that so i kind of made a little bit of a joke about it just saying sort of like i don't really care it's way already um you know it's already paid for but um but you sort of like you you know you kind of like want to get your money back at least you want to do the hours show and get your money back at least and I think I got about double the money back which was nice and um, uh, I felt a bit bad because one of the guys from the festival did the bucket collection and I quite like usually standing by the door and thanking people as they come out and I only got a chance to do that with a few people um, it seems a bit shitty I think next. You know, next it just you come off stage and you got so much going through your fucking head, and limping off stage and then standing at the back, I started talking to somebody. Somebody come over and started talking to me, and you miss people going out. And I just so if anybody is listening from the show um, who came to see me, um, thank you very much for coming out. I'll be out. Uh, I'll be on there again next year. Um, Thank you to the cool kids who signed up to the uh, podcast. <laughs> hey, man, we're the cool kids. You are the cool kids. One of you wearing a Slipknot T-shirt. I saw that. I saw that. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for coming out. Um, it was uh, it, it was really nice, and it was nice to sort of like just do something that was kind of unprepared and get some new material out at the start um, because you're all excited about doing the new material. Uh, and you want to get it over and done with, and you're excited, and um, and 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 get it out there, and it went all right. It went all right, I think. I think there's a couple of bits I'm onto there, um, uh, you know, like weird stuff and shit like that. Um, but um, yeah, so that was kind of nice. So thank you to everybody who came out for that. That's enough. Thanks. Um, watch the uh, watch the fight today. I know, I know. Uh, I watched the Fury World of Fight. Um, Fury won. There's been dissent. Can I just say this? There has been dissent directed at Briggs Towers. A few shots taken. A few 
few pot shots taken at Briggs Towers this week after um, backing uh, Fury, saying uh, Fury. This is from a pugilist of note as well. Pugilist? I would describe him as a pugilist, yeah. Uh, pugilist of note. Uh, we, there's been dissent in the ranks of the, the Ben Briggs podcast listeners this week. Um with regards to um with regards to my backing of Tyson Fury um and uh yeah i am uh, i am dead to somebody uh they have messaged me in outrage there was there has been no outrage um like it sent towards the Ben Briggs podcast before uh, <laughs> and i i am outraging um and dead to one of our listeners already, uh, which I claimed uh, that I could claw back, but I'm not sure this is doing it. Um, I'm not sure how uh, I can claw this back. Um, so we may have lost a listener because of my um, uh, uh, my uh, my backing of Tyson Fury and saying I wanted him to win. Uh, and he did win today after seeing the fight. Uh, I watched some dodgy fucking thing on YouTube about it, but it had all of the fight on there. To be honest with you, I didn't think it was that great a fight. I didn't think it was that great a fight. Uh, there was a lot of hugging going on. You know, it was a bit a bit of a love-up. Um, uh, Deontay Wilder's fucking face. He just didn't look like he wanted it. I mean, like, he was all over the place, but if you're going to... I don't know whether his eardrum is burst or not, but it looked fucking bad. Uh, and that's going to fuck your balance up and shit like that. But um, I didn't think it was that great a fight. Um, it was all right. Um, I think they've got a third one coming up anyway, so that'll be... Um, but congratulations-ish, depending on future bookings. Uh, I've got to stop sharing opinions on uh, who I want to win boxing matches, people. Um but uh, congratulations uh, to Tyson Fury-ish, maybe, if you like him. If you don't, we're not judging, yeah? We're all one big family here. Um, still got to claw that back with this person. On a completely unrelated note of clawing this back um, from people, can I recommend Ruffle Comedy Club in uh, Newcastle under Lyme? Uh, one of the greatest comedy clubs in this country. Uh, probably, that's going to probably get me in trouble as well. Uh, the greatest comedy club. Such a nice, forgiving promoter who runs that. Um, the sort of person who may say something, but would instantly forgive you for your choice of um, uh sporting winners or people you want to win in sporting events. This is totally unrelated to what I've just been talking about. <laughs> talking about, by the way. Um, but what a lovely club a Raffle Comedy Club is. And uh, and the sort of guy who runs it, who is, he's a bigger man than to hold petty, um, petty disagreements about sporting events against particular people that he books. Um, so there we go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm on about. Uh, anyway, what are we on? Uh, we're on 27 minutes. Look at that. Fucking hell, man. I've talked about two gigs and the fucking 
purify. That's it. Jesus. Um, let's have a bit of tea before we go into this. These news stories. Um, let's have a little look. We've got one here, I think. Um, let's have a little look at this. Uh, men. Men out there. Here you go. Oh, God, man, you're always talking about men and men's issues. When are you going to bring women into stuff? Shut up, ladies. Um, men. <laughs> men who eat junk food. This is specifically men. Men, or it should say men, or people who associate themselves as being men or see themselves as men. Uh, men who eat junk food are more likely to have a low sperm count, says study. No shits. Uh, I imagine so. I don't know. McDonald's, keeping people from being pregnant. That ought to be on the fucking advert. That should be. Uh, I'm loving it, not getting girls at the duff. Uh, researchers at Harvard University, they're using their time wisely. And <laughs> they? You're going to fucking Harvard. There's people there trying to cure cancer, not fucking counting how junk food affects how many beans you got in your sack. Um, researchers at Harvard University found men eating unhealthy foods such as pizzas, burgers and chips. Oh, that's me. Uh, not the burgers, obviously. I've got a conscience. Are more likely to have a lower fertility rate than those with a balanced diet. Uh, men are more likely to have small testicles and a low sperm count if they eat junk food. A study has found research shows those who eat a diet rich in fish, chicken, fruit, veg, and water uh, produce the most... They're fucking... They produce the most sperm. They are spurting it out. They're having to hide it under the fucking mattress, store it in a fucking lockup. They've got sperm coming out of their fucking ears, these people. If you're eating chicken, fish, fruit, and veg, you are walking around with a space hopper between your legs of fertile Arnold Schwarzenegger-type Fuck it, Arnie and his prime sperm you've got. The rest of us eating pizza, burgers and chips. You've got Stephen Hawkins, latter-day Stephen Hawkins, swimming around in your testes. Um, eating processed foods and red meat as the opposite effect, Harvard University found. The findings come after researchers analysed the health and diet of 2,935 men, very specific, with an average age of 19 during military service exam entrance exam. <laughs> Is that really it? That's the entrance exam for military service in the States. Just see how fucking healthy your fucking seeds are. Uh, the men's testicle side was measured and the number, shape and swimming abilities of that. That one can only do fucking doggy paddle. He's not healthy. Look at this one. Yeah, he's doing backstroke, butterfly, everything. Oh, what do you eat? Fresh fruit every day, sweetheart. There you go. According to a study leader, uh, Dr. Phoebe Nassan, men can boost their chances of becoming a dad by eating a balanced diet. Well, from my perspective... That has done nothing to make me want to be healthy. If you don't like wearing a condom, right, and uh, you don't want to get your girlfriend pregnant, eat the shittiest fucking processed food you can fucking imagine. Just so it comes out like a sludge, just like... 
degreasing a fucking griddle at McDonald's. That's the sort of bean juice that you need. That's that's what you want to be aiming for. Pizza for breakfast, burger for dinner, and then chips, chips, chips for fucking tea, supper, and fucking a late-night snack. That's it. You ain't ever going to be a dad. That's not a bad way to look at it, people. Save money on condoms by fucking eating shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What are we on? We're on 32 minutes, people. We've got no adverts this episode because old Benny Boy's been preparing for the Leicester Comedy Festival this weekend. I haven't. I didn't prepare at all. I was on the way up talking to somebody and um, they said, uh, what are you going to do? And I was like, I've got no idea until I get there. I'm just going to see if I can uh, come out with some stuff for an hour and see what see what happens, see if I can tie it together. Um, but thank you uh, for the new subscribers. Um, I hope this hasn't been disappointing to you um, after saying that you'd subscribe uh, this weekend. Um, I appreciate you guys coming out. I appreciate all the rest of you. Keep listening to this too. All around the world, I know you probably can't relate that much to the Leicester Comedy Festival, but I hope there was things in there for you. Oh, yeah. Um, That is episode 84, people. I hope you have a good week. I shall be back on Tuesday, two days into your working week, motherfuckers. Uh, Have a good week, uh, rest of your weekend, motherfuckers, however long you've got left, and I'll speak to you on Tuesday. Take care.